What up, world? I go by the name of Jabari. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And this is the Words with Friends podcast. And right now, I'm in Hollywood. I just got back from D.C. Uh, with my man, Josh Peace. Yes, sir. What's good, man? Man, what's good? Good to see you. Might get some weed on your hands, man. <laughs> While we're rolling up a blunt. It's been a, a long day. We're about to get into the second half of it. You know how it goes. Yeah, man. What? Uh, first of all, man, I just want to introduce Thank to you. folks. Appreciate it. Uh, who you are, man? Um, Josh, guys, has had a, a, a long run in the music industry, but it's 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 still like coming up. You know what I mean? It's you one of the nah. young bucks, bro. I was just thinking about that with Casey. <laughs> like we we straight up. I'm a veteran. He's a veteran. We veterans yeah. in the industry, but it's like we still young. Still young. He's in twenty. The game. I'm twenty four. Yeah. So it's like we still learning a lot, but like. We've been here for a long time. We've seen a lot. We've done a lot. So it's like, you definitely got to solidify that you're a veteran, but still be humble enough to know Absolutely. there's still more to Absolutely. see and more Absolutely. to go through. Yeah, man. Um, so Josh is one third of a, of a company called Peas and Carrots, which is a clothing company. Um, yeah, put that on vibrate. We're silent. Um, and as well, Josh also manages uh, one of the most up-and-coming rappers in the game right now, Casey Veggies. Um Man, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, but uh, but first, tell me, what was it like growing up in LA um, as a as a youth? Uh, uh, it, was, it was interesting. Like LA is definitely it's not like any place else. So it's like it's definitely it's different trials and tribulations that a lot of people won't relate to or even understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing and the strong vocal point that a lot of people know of is like the gang culture and just how that is out here. And then on top of that, it's just, you know, it's Hollywood. So you got to stay current, stay trendy, stay on, you know, whatever's, whatever's popping pop culture-wise, fashion-wise, yeah. slang-wise, whatever it is, you got to be on top of it just being in L.A. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely different. Like, I feel like uh, a lot of people, like, a lot of people don't get it. And yeah. you can't, you won't, you really won't get it unless you live it. So it's just like, it is what it is, but it's dope. Like, I, I love growing up in L.A. Like, I loved it. What I, what I, when I first started coming out here, I didn't start coming out to L.A., man, until I was, like, a grown man. Like, until I was probably 21, 20. Nah, no, I'm bugging. First time I came to L.A., I was, like, I was, like, 24, I think. Oh, okay, damn. So, just seeing the culture out here, and it was coming out here for work. I was doing interviews, doing stuff with record labels, and just, like, working out here. Yeah. But then as I started to get friends out here and, and see how lifestyle was... I was, one thing that I always noticed, man, was just, like, everybody, from coming from the East Coast, everybody out here is just so laid back. You know, you're literally about to roll a blunt right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, everybody's smoking, chilling. You got the beach right there. And I think that it sort of gives L.A. people a, just a way more relaxed relaxed sense of mind and state of yeah. being when it comes to, even when it comes to business. You know no, what I mean? No, I agree. Like, it's, a different, it's a different perspective, a different hustle. I, we just get it differently. I feel like we all get it, but we get it differently. Because I like, personally, I like the New York energy. I like yeah. being in New York. I like the hustle. I like being able to walk outside and just find something to do, find something to get into, just like ASAP. But, uh, shit, LA is a little different. You got to drive a little bit. Yeah. You got to yeah. you gotta walk a little <laughs> bit. You got to, you know, kind of find the, what's fun and what's, what's the, what to get into. So, yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, it definitely attributes to the whole lifestyle and just how everybody is. I think just growing up by the beach, it's just you know you're just a lot calmer. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like New York is a concrete jungle. Everybody yeah. moving like out here is cool. It's the island, like not the island, but it's like the paradise. It's tropical almost. Yeah, so it's, it's cool. I mean, it's January right? No, it's February right now. Yeah. Bugging. It's, it's, it's February and it's literally like 80 degrees right now. Yeah, it's and like I'm, 85. Which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just coming from being in DC, man. Being literally 
stuck in D.C. My plane couldn't get out for four days. Damn. Yeah, man. Nuts, man. Yeah, so, I was stuck like that in uh, Chicago not too long ago. We uh, was in the coldest weather ever in Chicago history. It was negative 55 with the winter. <laughs> I ain't never even knew it could be negative 55. Yeah, man. That type of cold to me is like, it's so depressing. It's like there's no reason for it to ever be that cold. And when you are that cold, it's just... It, it's like you don't want to do anything. You don't want to go outside. No, you don't, that's you why just, I was crazy. just thinking about that too. While I was out there. I was like, that's why like New York Twitter be so popping because niggas be in the house all day. Like, <laughs> like nigga, it ain't nothing. They're to not do. nothing to do but talk shit. Exactly, yeah, which is dope. Which yeah, is cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Oh man. Um, so, what are you working on right now? Like, what are you in the studio for? Uh, Casey's working on the debut, the, okay. the major label debut. So okay. we just, you know, we've been locked in the studio for like. Four or five months now, just you know, cranking out songs, just you know, getting that right sound, getting that right feel to it. Yeah. So now it's finally coming together. We finally got something we feel proud of. So it'll be coming soon. Nice man. So how, what, what's the difference, I guess, between him working on this major label project now? Because I feel like a lot of his stuff has been sort of album, yeah, you material. Know, sounding material. No, and it's really see that. Oh, we closed up. Yeah. We, okay. closed up. we are in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. So. uh... <laughs> We're about to close the door and get everything right. Okay, we are back. Yes, sir. Sorry about that. But yeah, we actually at the studio that uh, Michael Jackson did like a lot of his late albums at too. So it's just really historic. But um, I feel like the difference between this and like Casey's past works is just, it's not it's not too big of a difference. It's just you know bigger sounds, bigger. You know, more mature topics and just, you know, keeping it real, like, keeping it organic like, like he always has and like mm -hmm. how we always have. So it ain't going to be too much difference. It's going to be a higher quality, just, you know, giving it to the masses, making sure everybody hear it and everybody feel it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Casey's always been one of those artists that always tend to make original music. Like, he ain't never really been, like, a freestyle type guy or somebody trying to jump on other records. So yeah, we're going to give you all that same feeling. How how did you guys meet? Because man. Casey's a bit younger than you. You're 24. He's 20 now. Right? Yeah, he's 20. Me and Casey met. He was he's the same age as my sister, so he went to the same middle school as me. Okay. And I used to just see him like randomly up there, just picking her up from school and shit like that. And then Casey was just always one of them kids that wanted to be around the older kids. So like we kind of just connected like that, sort of. I'm trying to think when was the first time I really like like we had this little prep gang. Like LA had all these like these little cliques and gangs and shit. So like. Our shit was called Priceless, and like we had a uh, like it was like me, Anwar, uh, Dane, a couple of my other homies. Some of them rap now too. It's funny, mm -hmm. but uh, we was just all like we had this little like you know click, and we used to always kick it at the Grove, which is like a little mall around here. And we used to always be up there, and Casey used to just be like the youngest kid up there, like eighth grader, kicking it with all the older kids just mm -hmm. there. So he used to just be around, and he just start rapping a little bit. We used to like not even pay him no mind. And then shit, he just really stuck at it. And then he started fucking with Tyler and our future. And I kind of knew Tyler just from being around and shit. Mm -hmm. And then um, they just started making music together. And I heard it. And I was just like, man, shit's incredible. Like, we just got to, you know, link up and just, you know, like, just make it something. So we had the Peas and Carrots idea already, me and Anwar. And then Casey just came and was like, I want to be Casey Veggies. And the rest is just history. So what were you and Anwar? For those that don't know, Anwar is the, the other third member of Peas and Carrots. What, what were you and Anwar envisioning Peas and Carrots to be? Did, did you guys want it to be a clothing line? Yeah, we always saw it as a clothing line. It originally started as a blog. So we just documented us just seeing the street, where, the street culture, period. Like, we'll be going to all these, like, these fashion parties and clothing parties and art shows and galleries. And we'll just be taking pictures and just putting it on the Internet, letting people see what we see. Mm. So we were just doing that. We always had the idea of, like, Peas and Carrots being a clothing line. 
like we always had that feeling like we always feel like we was kind of like the fresh fly kids so we always had like a vision for like clothing and t-shirts and kind of just fell together mm, wow and so okay tell me so at this point you're in your high school you're in high school yeah okay so when you graduate high school what's the what's the deal because casey's still in high school yeah and you got you and anwar out of high school how does that how i mean that it was work? like that's the thing like we've always been kind of been like not on our own shit but we always been like yo like we gonna we gonna each get get our goals and then our goals are gonna come together be ultimate goal mm-hmm. so like casey we we graduated i graduated high school me and Kate anwar graduated at the same time i was like yo i'm about to go to school like i applied to college got into cal state northridge was doing that but I was still, like, on the fashion music tip. Like, I was still working Casey's music. Around that time, I started interning with uh, Sycamore. Mm-hmm. He had the uh, famous firm. So I was working with him and, like, Hovain. And uh, there was a bunch of people like that. That was, like, a, how I got, like, a lot of my, like, industry contacts and just, like, and just kind of, like, you know, kind of seeing what the industry really was and kind of move. Like, Sycamore yeah. is really, I didn't know like, you worked good, with Sycamore, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's the first uh, I Can Make You Famous show, he did that in L.A. with, like, Raekwon and Rich Hill. Like, yeah. I helped him put that together. And uh, Alchemist was a part of that, too. That shit was dope. But, yeah, like, that's, like, Sycamore is really, like, a, a mentor. Like, somebody I could really call to and be like, yo, I don't really understand this. Like, put me on game and he'll be there for me. So, yeah, I yeah. fuck with him for real. Yeah. And so, what what was it like, I guess, trying to come and break into that fashion streetwear scene in uh, L.A.? Because there's so many people that are doing it, you know what I mean, at that time. Uh, did you Did you guys come welcome with open arms or was it like you had I mean, to force your way in the city? I wouldn't say we were walking with open arms but it's like you gotta think it's little kids like at the end of the day we little kids these dudes these grown ass men with clothing lines families and we just kind of like observing it and kind of like trying to get in and find our way so it was like like we had to kind of like work our way up and it was like a it was like a little I wouldn't call it like a attention but it was like a little it was just like a little it was discrepancy, not a discrepancy, but something just like, it was some type of disconnect. Like, we're yeah, young yeah. kids, we're seeing what they're doing, and we're feeling like we could do it. And some of these and people, they're older who, guys, they're like, we've been doing this for 10 years, you can't do what I do. So who are these brands, like, that are... That oh, yeah, these brands, it's like, like, all the brands are on Fairfax now. So you got, like, Diamond, uh, The Hundreds, you got Supreme, you got, uh, who else was it? Rogue Stats, Anwar used to actually work at Rogue Stats. That's kind of how we got our feet into mm. the streetwear shit, too. Anwar used to work for Rogue Stats for, like... Four or five years, okay. and he was really there, like from the beginning of the brand all the way to like Travis Barker getting involved and yeah. it being the multi-million dollar brand. So we kind of seen that first, and and there's just being around this whole Fairfax culture. Like I can honestly say, I seen it from being one store to two stores to three stores, and now it's like a real yeah. cultural phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, like we were there for all that. So seeing that just kind of like inspired us. And it just kind of, like, kept us, like, grounded in our job because we saw the struggles that these guys had to go through. Like, we saw when Nick Diamond had the small store and then he had the medium-sized store and now he got the big store. Mm-hmm. So it's like we seen how the grind was and we, we it made us understand it more because we saw it from the beginning. Nice, nice. Um, what what about – okay, so at what at what time do you guys think – Let's really merge these two things with Casey Veggies as an artist and Peas and Carrots as a brand. Because I think, you know, I told you this a long time ago when I first started interviewing Casey. I think it's just, I hadn't seen an artist really come out the gate like that with a brand attached. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I feel like I feel like Casey doesn't get a lot of, like, recognition or, or fame for that. Because, like, at the end of the day, this is a 20-year-old rapper without a major label debut with his own store in West Hollywood yeah. on Beverly, two blocks of Fairfax. Like, 
he's really like a major player in his fashion game, and, yeah. and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. So it's like, I just think that like a lot of people don't think about that, and it's like, that was kind of like our original like plan from the beginning. We seen like Rockaway, we saw Fubu, we saw these like you know these urban brands come through and really like merge music and fashion the right way. And I feel like it was a law in that like a lot of people didn't do that after them. Like a lot of people kind of strayed away from that. And I feel like a lot of the streetwear brands saw how much music like was attached to their brands, and they kind of went after it after a while. Like Diamond doing the Wiz Khalifa collab, and mm-hmm. and the Hundreds working with Lil B. Like. They kind of saw that it's like at the end of the day, this shit's inspired by fashion or music. The fashion's inspired by music, but the music also kind of drives the fashion. Mm-hmm. So I think we kind of always had the idea in our head early. So it's like, all right, we got this, we got this brand, we got this rapper. Like, we gonna put this brand on this rapper's back and have him, you know, just really push it and move it forward and and make it what it is. How I mean, was was that a, was that a way for you guys to not only you know build the company, but was that like a financially uh, lucrative thing where you guys could also fund tours, fund yeah. other stuff, you know what I mean? I mean, it definitely, like... Live. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it definitely, like, it's a, it's a kind of, you know, they wash each other's back, it goes hand in hand, so mm-hmm. it's like the music helped the, the fashion and then the fashion helped the music, so it definitely, yeah. they did play off each other financially and, and just culturally and just how it works, but, yeah. um, yeah, like, it definitely, like, when the music wasn't going as fast as it should have the clothing, definitely helped you know push the brand and push you know just what we're trying to do yeah and vice versa how, how did you guys get the store though like i mean because the store is recent yeah the store is recent we opened a store in may of last year it was just kind of like um i don't know it's just it's, everything we do is so organic like it's not like a really like a five-year plan like it's not a five-year plan for peace and Carrots yeah, right yeah, now yeah. it's really like <laughs> just going yeah we're just going it's like it's not to say we're just going with our like a chicken with his head cut off mm-hmm. but we kind of have a vision for what we want so we're just working towards a vision so okay we stand within that that vision at all times. But the story was just like, it was just really like, I don't know, we were, me and Aaron were walking down this block one day. Mm-hmm. We was walking from Fairfax. We was going to get something to eat. And then we just saw this open space right there at Syphilis. And we was like, damn, like, that'd be a dope-ass story. Like, we yeah. just really was just walking and saw this shit. So we kind of had the idea in our head. We went back and talked to a couple of our partners, or one of our partners in the Casey. And then we was just like, all right. Um, we think we want to do this. So we saw that spot, and then we saw we was looking at another spot, kind of like in the mid-city area. And that spot just really stuck with us. So we just, you know, went forward with it and did it. Nice, man. And what, uh, so what, what is what is the vision, I guess, of Peas and Carrots? I mean, the vision is really like Martha Stewart meets Nigo. Mm. It's like, we could give you the cool swag shit, the clothes, the hoodies, the sweats, the shit that people love, the camo. But then we, we really want to give people, you know, essential products, shit that people can live with. We want to make, you know, bowls and, and, and kitchenware and shit like that. We want to make, like, Casey has this idea that he wants to do a uh, for his album. Oh, I probably shouldn't even talk about this shit. Oh, man. Come Casey on, has a good on, idea that he wants to do it for his album. Okay. It's a great idea. It's, for, it's, it's kind of for, like, it's almost like it goes inside with the live and grow idea mm-hmm. but it's more just you know something you could use for your everyday life yeah okay so that's what it is like we really just want to so get products for the home outside of just clothing yeah it's just it's products for living, for living. that's okay. and that's another thing like i'm sorry like peas and carrots isn't a clothing line it's a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. it's really like we give you clothes we give you music like we'll give you a movie eventually we're gonna give you whatever you need so it's like we never want to be put in that box where it's like oh that's just a clothing line because it's not just a clothing line it's, yeah. it's way it's so much more yeah. So I mean, that's that's the vision right there. Just being more than music, being more than clothing, being more than those two industries, and just you know giving people life products. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. That's why I guess the the uh, the tagline is live and grow. Exactly, yeah. live and grow. That's really and that's. 
that's really what we like believe in so much. Like that's really a, a motto that we came with early, like when we first started the brand. It's something that just stuck with us throughout. And it's like, as humans, as people, we all gotta live and grow. So it's just like, that's something everyone should believe in. Nice. Yeah. What? What is? What? Tell me some of the, like the challenges, man, because I know. You know, when you look back at things and you look at the past four or five years, you, you can look at the milestones and the things like, okay, we got a store now. Casey has an album coming out now. Yeah. You know, you've got your ain't shit funny line now. Yeah. It's like, but what you'll talk about a little later. But what are the problems that happen? That's what I want to know. No, nah, the problems are, uh, it's natural problems that arise in, in any young teen's life. Like, at the end of the day, Casey's is, uh, well, Casey's 20 now. We're all in our 20s right now, so it's like we still have those everyday issues of dealing with our, our parents and our family who are like, what are y'all doing? This rap clothing? Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. And then we have, like, then we got to deal with the other side of it where we're going into these meetings with, with executives and having to really explain our vision and get it across and make sure that they understand it and go explain it to whoever they got to explain it to the right way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like we definitely deal with, like, a lot of, like, little hurdles and steps, like, even with the clothing stuff, it's like, when we're growing, like, all right, we're we're a, we're a relatively small brand. We have an online presence, and then we grow into a, a store. Like, a lot of people are like, how did they make that hurdle? Like, how did they do that? It's a lot of behind-the-scenes, like, kind of, like, struggles. And, and not even struggles so much, but just equations and shit that we, we put together and, and really solved to, so it makes sense for us financially and it makes sense for us marketing-wise. Mm. So I feel like, I mean, it's always, like, it's never easy for us. It's never, like, a walk in the park. But, I mean, the, you know, the hurdles are there, but it's not really, you know, it's nothing that we can't overcome. It's nothing that we can't get over. Yeah. yeah. So how many people, is it just you, Casey, and Anwar? No, it's actually, it's me, Casey, Anwar, and our partner, Nick. Okay. Yeah, so we all, like, Nick he used to work with this clothing line, 12 Bar. He still does, actually. Mm-hmm. And then um, he just came to us with this idea that he wanted to do something involving merch. And then we kind of, like, he had that idea. We spoke. We talked. We kind of were just, like, friends. Like, we just kind of just were speaking about some other shit before. And then um, the idea just evolved into, like, Peas and Carrots, the clothing line, and okay. just doing more stuff. I want to talk about, like, when you're trying to get somebody your vision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's – because obviously I'm sure you guys have done it with record labels and things like that. With me, it's been more on a film tip, right? Like, yeah. I, I – it's a challenge when you're trying to get somebody – to believe in what you're trying to do and they don't see it the right way. Nah. You know I mean? And I, I think that that's yeah. why I just like to do shit on my own sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? These people don't get it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own, build a little buzz, build this following, and then they'll get it and understand. And I kind of think that's the sim- similar for how you guys have, have moved. Nah, definitely. It's, it's very much the same. But I feel like the, the difference with us, I think, is just like... Or not even the difference. I feel like the way we get our vision across to a lot of these, like, corporations. Like, we're working with Puma right now. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's a very, like, it's a great relationship right now. It's working really, really good for both parties. But I feel like the way we get our ideas across is really just being ourselves. Like, we, we don't go in trying to be like, all right, we're about to come in with this PDF. And we're about to come in with our suit and our tie. And mm-hmm. we're about to talk to them this way. Like, no, nah, they really want to know who we are and how we see things and how we how we put together things as as a, as a company, as an individual. So we come in and we, we do it our way. It might not be how they do it internally or how other people present ideas, but it's just like giving them the real lifestyle, like giving them the real we really are. And it's like, we do that through, you know, the music. We do that through the videos. Like, we got the wave of souls. We're actually about to do, like, a larger form of wave of soul, like a movie coming soon, so look out for that. And then we just, you know, like, we kind of just sell them on who we are by being ourselves. Like, I feel like a lot of people try to sell themselves and just, like, switch it up. So it's, like, almost like a 
an outsider selling their brand instead mm. of themselves selling themselves. So how does how does something like that happen? Like the Puma situation. Like I know you guys like Puma sponsored the tour, right? Yeah. With Rocky Fresh. Yep. You guys went on a tour with Casey and Rocky Fresh. Yeah. Then they also I know their logo is on the Fresh Veggies mixtape. Yeah. So how does how does like a partnership with a brand like that come about? Is it you guys going to them or them coming to you? Initially it was them coming to us. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, all right, they were like, We want to work with you guys, like but we see what you guys are doing. So it's like, what kind of ideas do you guys have? And it was at first it was just like, you know, like what ideas do you have? Like, we'll, we'll consider it. And then they had their kind of initiatives that they wanted to do. And then it became more of like, all right, like you guys really have some great ideas. Like, you know, give us more ideas. Like, we really think that your ideas are, not to say our ideas are better, but mm-hmm. our ideas just translate more to who they're trying to get to, the youth and, and that, that youth culture. So after a while, I feel like it's just like, we're coming with our ideas and what we want to do, and then they're coming in and they're reinforcing it, making it bigger, giving us more fleshed out, like, you know, things to do, and just the way to, like, pursue certain, like, you know, certain target markets and certain things to do. Mm. So, I mean, I think it's, it's a great relationship. I really like this, the people over at Puma. I, I think what they're doing is, like, is going to be big for the culture. Like, people aren't seeing it right now, but I think, like, just from them having Meek Mill, them from, like, having Casey, Rocky Fresh, like, I think they might have picked up Vic Mensa. Okay. So it's like they're really tapping into people who are like, who are who are like changing, not changing the culture per se, but like are pushing the culture. Like, Meek, there's a lot of kids out there who just want to be like Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids. What, do, that, what you know? I, I hear people say that term all the time, pushing the culture. What does that mean to you exactly? To me, that means just like you know, setting trends. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like honestly, Casey Veggies and Peas and Carrots have set trends. Like I feel like artists have been more on top of their merch. Artists have. Uh, pay more attention to just like the way they 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 put out their clothing and how they want to market themselves from small artists to bigger artists like mm-hmm. you look at drake with the the whole ovo and then you have like drake merch he kind of yeah. like he kind of separated the october's very own stuff and made it what it is like mm-hmm. a kind of like a brand on its own but then you still have shit that's just like strictly drake yeah that's a casey veggies piece of curious move yeah. like straight up like that's just what we did and yeah. i mean not to say that they copy this but it's just like you know, we all think alike. We all got kind of, you know, similar ideas and similar upbringing. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, you know, I definitely think that's pushing the culture. When you yeah. do things and, and other people catch on and start to do it the same. Yeah. And, I mean, on the smaller tip that happens with clothing, like, you know, someone might start wearing. Like, I feel like, honestly, in L.A., people wearing Timberland boots, they got that from Anwar. Like, Anwar was wearing Timberlands four or five summers ago, like, mm-hmm. on, on Fairfax and sweats and Timberland boots. So, yeah. like. I feel like that trend, like, he kind of pushed the culture with that trend because then, like, after a while, it was just, like, the big thing out here, like, Timberland boots, everybody's wearing them. It got kind of big in pop culture as a whole, and now it's like, you know, it is what it is now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pushing the culture on the, on the smaller tip. How do you guys remain creative, you know what I mean? Because I think, like, one thing that you said was uh, with Peas and Carrots, it's like, it's like Martha Stewart meets Nego. And a lot of Peas and Carrots, and I, I don't think you guys would be, like, even ashamed to say it's kind of evident that Nigo and Bape has a big influence on yeah. you know the 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 style and the aesthetic of the brand. Yeah. But wh- how do you guys then like use influence to say okay this is what um you know there's nothing new under the sun right so everything has an influence you yeah. know everything that anybody does but how do you make it so it's creative in your own right and not like a bite or you know what I mean? No, I feel you. I think it's just about having like a meaning. Like I feel like a lot of people kind of do things. Like, a lot of people take inspiration for something just to do it. But they don't really think about it too much, the historical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They'll just do it just to do it. Like, me, when I did the, the Ain't Shit Funny hat, like, with the uh, the Cleveland Indians logo with the stuff uh, of it smiling, it was frowning. Like, besides that just being a cool flip, 
it was just kind of like a historical meaning before it, be, behind it. Like the Indians logo, like people were protesting against it. They really wanted to get it. They want to get it out of here. They don't want it to be around anymore. They actually might be phasing it out this next season. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just thought about that. And it's just like, and it's just different. Like, I feel like even though it looks like the Cleveland Indians hat and it is definitely the mascot, it's just different because it's just like it, it matches with the, the, the ethos behind the brand. My brand's ain't shit funny. Mm-hmm. So it just matches that. I feel like a lot of people do shit and it just doesn't match what they're doing. It's just something they do because they just see vape. They just see what they see and they're like, oh, I could put my twist on that and, and put it out there. But it ain't really like no meaning behind it. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, the Cleveland Indians upside down frown. Ain't shit. I mean, that is it's, it's, yeah, it's like, like ain't shit funny. Like, well, yeah, why is this here in the first place? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of like the meaning and then the history behind that. And I feel like that's like where our like ideas and our like what we're trying to get across is different from other people. Because I feel like some people just do shit just to do it. And we do it because there's really something behind it. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's a lot of it's like a lot of that in rap. Like Casey's never been one of those rappers just to rap, just to rap. Like he's not stunning in his raps. Like he's not going crazy talking about bitches and money and all that shit. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he really wants to inspire. Like we've had this conversation plenty of times. I've been like. Not to say I told him to dumb down your music, but I'd be like, why you don't talk about this? And he'd be like, I just don't want my fans to think that's just who I am, or I don't want them to, to walk away and be like, oh, all right, Casey's that type of rapper just because I heard that song. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to give people that. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah, yeah. So now, when you're sort of looking at... Well, no, let's continue this. Like, what, what? So in terms of... I mean, the, the thing is, what the industry that we're in, man, it's like... It is creative, and it we all work in this creative realm in this creative space. But one thing that I it kind of gets me upset, and I look around when I and I hate to see like stuff that's not creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff that's just like that's why I go to trade shows. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Agenda just passed, and I I don't like I've been to like I've been going to trade shows like damn near all my life, and I mm-hmm. feel like them shits are just all the same. Yeah, it's like some people just don't have no place there, and it's just like that shit depresses you seeing all that shit. That's just like whack shit yeah, yeah it's <laughs> shit just the depressing. same yeah. you know over and over again man so how how do you how do you i don't know like continue to be creative you know i think something that i do is like i i like to let people who i like all of my friends before i put something out i like i like to just get their idea on it yeah, I even even though i know this is what I you believe in this yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. I it's like their opinion kind of doesn't matter, but it's still it's like I want to I want to I want to get people who are sort of like not even within this realm, mm-hmm. you know, to see the work and see what their their opinion is of it because to me that like will then spark my creativity if somebody who doesn't know anything about, you know, the yeah. entertainment, doesn't know anything about film, doesn't know anything about hip hop, anything like that. Um but if they're giving me their sort of take on it, yeah. It's like, it's just the outside perspective. Well, are, there, are there any things that you do to just sort of, like, stay creative, remain creative? I mean, I think smoking weed is a part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a part of it, staying creative. I think more than anything, it's about, like, doing research. Like, I've always been one of those people who, like, always want to know about history and just, like, mm-hmm. what came before me. So I'm always, like, studying my ancestors. Like, and I feel like our ancestors, like, mine, personally, my ancestors are people who work in the fashion and music industry. Like, I look at people like Jonas from LRG. I look at yeah. people like... Dame Dash from uh from Rockefeller and like like even like a person like Shy Money XL like the work he's done working with G Unit and mm-hmm. you know like those are the type of people I kind of like study their moves and just see what they've done before and it just it helps me like stay on top of what I'm doing currently and be like all right I saw how you do that I could put my twist on that like yeah 
Because I feel like at the end of the day, no idea is original. Like, we've all, that's the saying that's been around forever. But it's really just about putting your twist on certain things and making it your own. Yeah. Like, I, like, I feel like a lot of people don't, you know, they don't, they don't own a lot of the ideas they try to do. They just do it, and it's like, all right, like, that's a cover. That's a remake. But it's like, if you really put your twist on it, it's like, oh, like, people look at it, and then they'll think, oh, yeah, that's from that. Like, instead of just seeing it offhand and getting it right when they see it. Yeah. They'll think about it later, or maybe, you know, they'll see it somewhere and be like, oh, okay, I get why you did that now. Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of being so obvious with the idea. Nice. What What was, uh, I guess, like... I want to sort of switch back to the music, yes, not just the fashion and stuff, but yeah. uh, what what was, like, the craziest thing that has happened to you guys that you've seen with Casey Veggies thus far? You know what I mean? Because, um, again, he's still not, like, the biggest star in yeah. the world yet, but I think this is sort of his year, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really Definitely. excited about what's coming for this year. But, uh, yeah, so what was, like, the moment where you were just like, damn, I can't believe this happened? Um... I'm trying to think. It's been so many crazy moments, like, even on a daily basis. Like, honestly, just, like, walking down the street and having people recognize Casey mm-hmm. is crazy to me, like, just because, like, I've seen the whole progression of this shit. But I think the craziest moment would be, like, where are we at? Oh, okay. We were in a mall in, um, was it Idaho? Yeah, it was Idaho. Mm-hmm. We're in a random mall. Like, we weren't even on, I don't think we were on tour. I think we were out just visiting or something. Like, we weren't even out there on, like, no show or nothing like that. So we're in the mall, and they didn't even recognize Casey. They recognized Anwar. <laughs> yeah. And they Anwar's like, yo. very popular on it. Yeah, they're like, yo. But they recognized Anwar. I was like, yo, you the Casey Veggies dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Casey right there. Yeah. So then, like, then they recognized Casey. They're like, oh, shit. Like, they flip. They flip, and they're like, what the fuck y'all doing out here? Mm. I think Wale had a show out there, and that's what it was for. Wow. They're like, what are you doing out here? And it's just like, that shit's just crazy to me. Like, yeah. it's just like when people, like, recognize me or when people recognize Anwar, like, we like the people behind the scenes. Like, I'm pretty sure back in the day, people weren't coming up to Dame Dash and being yeah, like, yeah. yo, like, so it's crazy to me. That's, that's, well, the but that's the thing. I think they were, man. I think, I think once it got to a certain level, because see, with the thing that those guys had that we didn't have necessarily, I mean, they had the TV, you know what yeah. I mean? So guys like, like those, those hip hop dynasties, Rockefeller, yeah. um, Cash Money, you know, in the early days, yeah. um, Rough Riders. It was like you kind of saw the people that were around, especially with the artists, right? Not yeah. necessarily the... I think Dame and Puff were sort of those guys that made, like, the hip-hop entrepreneur Yeah, they made it bigger. Popular, than, yeah, they definitely I mean? did. Yeah, so... But I feel like social media is kind of like what made that what, shit different. Exactly. So now what we have, yeah. you know, in our generation is... you. you it's like you guys are sort of like the new iteration of that. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like I agree. peas and carrots is kind of the new age digital version of a Rockefeller. You know what yeah, I mean? Somewhat. Like, I, 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 we've been, it's funny. Internally, we were talking about the social experience, <laughs> and I, I hate it and I love it at the same time. Well, I mean, from it's like you. It's the reason why I say that is because it's it's like you get to see these kids who have who are coming up and they're collective, and you get to see their 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 sort of rise and obviously there's gonna be comparisons because yeah. there is a clothing line attached to it and there's music attached to it. I mean shit, it. Casey signed the Rock Nation management. So exactly. it is what it is. And that as well. No, nah, I get it. I get the comparison. My whole my whole gripe with I think more than anything is that like when we came up with this vision we didn't think, Oh, this is Rockefeller. Yeah. It's kinda of something that was just placed on us. And it's like I mean it's that's cool because it's three of us and it kinda of fits, but it's just like at the end of the day I feel like our vision was a lot more thorough and bigger than Rockefeller. I feel like they just kind of did it just to 
just they were really like trying to break into the, the music industry and really trying to get heard in the music industry. And I feel like we just trying to be heard like to everyone, culture, period. Like mm-hmm. we want to be in the art world, we want to be in the music world, we want to be in the fashion world, like we want to be in the the cooking world we want to be mm-hmm. in whatever world there is we want to be there because like we feel like our brand is global and what is that, like some what, lifestyle shit so what is the desire though yeah what is the desire to be I mean, in all of those things the desire is just like it's just to be global like i, don't, I never wanted to be like i never wanted to be categorized as like a hip-hop guy like you know if mm-hmm. you like certain like you walk in certain rooms and it's like all right that's the hip-hop guy like that's the wall street guy yeah, like, yeah. i'm sorry uh just because of the way it is, because we got other clients in today. Yeah. Can't like be smoking blunts and stuff in the comments. Oh, yeah, no problem. Definitely in the room. That's yeah, totally no problem. Yeah. Uh, there's even the live room, which is all good, too. You know, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Cool. So you guys just got stuff from smoking. <laughs> it's, it's not it's real. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like I never wanted to walk in a room and be that guy. Like, I didn't want to be the hip-hop guy. I didn't want to be that guy. So, like, I just feel like once you've, you know, gotten, like, once you've stepped your foot into the hip-hop world, you can now you've like you solidified yourself there. You've done what you've had to do. Now you can you know take that over to the fashion world, and then what you do there, you can take that over to a different world. Maybe it'd be the automotive industry or something like that. Like I feel like you just gotta keep it's levels to everything. You just gotta keep jumping levels. I feel like a lot of people are doing that. Like you look at like a guy like Swiss Beats, he could kind of walk into a lot of rooms and be recognized as who he is. Yeah, and you know it's like he could probably be recognized more than a person like. I mean, even like Diddy, like in certain rooms, because he's done certain things that Diddy hasn't done. Like he's done a watch with AP. Like AP probably knows who Diddy is, but they probably see Swiss Beats. They come in the room, they probably embrace him more. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like it just is what it is. So I just feel like it's you know like you want to always you know use these opportunities to parlay them to different places and take them to different you know steps. Oh, nice. All right, we have to do a little location change. Uh, <laughs> it's a little quiet on here. Sorry for the 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 epic bass. Um, so, yeah, what were we talking about right before this? Uh, I feel like we were talking about... Oh, we were just talking about, like, why. Why you yeah. Why you were doing it. Um, yeah, why we want to be... Yeah, so, I mean, back to it. Like, we just want to be in different, like, spaces and be recognized mm-hmm. and be understood. Have our vision across whenever we're at, wherever we're at. Because I feel like a lot of the hip-hop guys, they, they don't... It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. They go into different spaces and people are like, you're here to entertain. Like, what you talk about? Yeah. I don't want to have that feeling ever, so. Yeah. I mean, there's sort of a a level of... I was talking to to Sean Chris about this one time. We were talking about, like, when you're in entertainment and when you're an entertainer, it's like (laughs) he he was describing it as being a court jester. So, like, somebody who is really, like... It's it's funny because you kind of think that people... The way the masses think is, like... People who are in entertainment and are entertainers, the Rihannas, the 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 Jay Zs, and these big stars, that you know, they're almost looked at as like royalty, yeah, right? Yeah. But then when you really start to dig deep and see who's like controlling things yeah. on a higher level, exactly. it's not the entertainers ever. You know nah, I mean? definitely, <laughs> exactly, and that's 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 the bigger picture of it all. But I mean, I, I <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the whole like justice shit because it's funny. I do think about that a lot, like. Entertainers are kind of seen as like, you know, the people who just come and you know, make us laugh, make us cry, yeah, make yeah. give us that, and then you know, be gone. And yeah. I feel like that's a, uh, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up just because like entertainers kind of, you know, they push the culture. They really like, they're really the reason why people dress a certain way, why people cut their hair a certain way, why people do a lot of this shit they do, and they're not 
I mean, not to say they're not treated as such, but it's just like they get treated badly sometimes. It's unfair. Yeah. My yeah. thing is, I think that when you have entertainment with a purpose, though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's when you will always sort of fight through that. For me, personally, it's like the reason why I do the things I do, there's a, there's a distinct reason, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's to challenge the status quo, have people do a little something different in their lives. And not even it's not even if you do it. It's like, here it is, here's an alternative option, and if you choose, you know, if you want to... If you want to look at things differently, you choose that. But I don't ever want to be just, like, known as an entertainer. I think my life is so much more, uh, like, valuable yeah. to be here just entertaining people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd also like to be educating people in a certain capacity. I like to be, you know, letting people, like I said, know about alternative ways of thinking. You know what I mean? Just exactly. like, it's not just about making somebody be entertained through a video clip or through an interview or through whatever you know it's just to me life is way more valuable no than exactly that. And, and your time is way more valuable than that yeah, and yeah. what you're doing is more valuable that period yeah yeah see that's why i really think about it more and that's why that's why i just wanted that's why i brought up what i said like i just wanted like you saying challenge the status quo like i like that a lot because it's like it makes sense but i would think of it more as just like not so much a challenge the status quo but but being the status quo Mm, mm. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, making yeah, the status yeah, quo. Yeah. Like, so yeah. that's why I think of it more as in. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing. To, it's, it's interesting. If you make the status quo and it's coming from a place of it's a good person, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. then that's good. Or, but, but what if you, I think right now we have a situation where the status quo is being created by idiots. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I, I, I really do think that in some capacity, you know. That's like, true. That's a lot of people are following people who are just you don't need to be following them at all. Exactly. Or, you know, or, or they're making like a mockery of what like living your life should be about. You know what I mean? Like, like we right now we're in a time, man, where we think that the amount of money you have equates to how good you are as a person. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. The things that you have yeah. equate to who you are as an individual. And you have people who are like, I need this, or I need to look like this, or I need to like bang this many chicks with fat asses yeah, to, to be, be this. a person. Yeah. And it's like, no, you like you are a person, and you should just be a good individual and you should treat people nicely. And like, that is the bottom line. You know nah, what I mean? No, and that's, that, exactly. And that's really, that's a big part of it. Like, yeah. it's, that's really what it is. Like, people... People look up to the wrong shit. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, like, Case, that's like with Casey's music. Like, that's why he's not trying to be that guy in his music. Like, he could easily be the one talking about diamonds and all this bullshit. But it's like, why? Like, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, we're trying to live for something more. Like, like I'm we're going to play some records, but it's like, yeah, you I got records that are, like, crazy. Like, that shit is just, like, it's so different from what's out there right now, but the music sounds so current and it's so new that it's like people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like, See, that's that's the type. Of it's shit challenging the status quo. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm, I'm interested in stuff that man because I I still want to hit pop culture with stuff. You know what I mean? I yeah. still want to. I, I, I'm not just trying to be in this little corner and be like, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. like a musician. Like you don't you want mad people to listen to your stuff, but you don't want to do stuff in that that everybody is doing. So it's like, how do you? I think Kanye is the perfect example of this. He makes stuff that is his own and something that is new. And like you said, it makes the status quo, yeah. but it is true to himself. And it's like, it's real, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, it's not, it's not, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a reasoning behind it. And I think that in any art, man, I think art is like the most important thing that we have in this, in this, in this universe. Because it's like, art 
transcends generations. You know what I sure. mean? Like You're right. when you create art, it is always going to be like remembered, it, and especially the better it is. Yeah, and it's always going to stay the same. Like I feel yeah. like that's a, like a difference between like art and technology. Like technology is something that's really huge to me. Like I feel I love technology. Yeah, but it's always changing. So it's like even something old that's like not around right now that was innovative back in the day it's like we don't really care for it now we're not gonna uh, use it that's now. a good point I never really thought like about like a two way pager yeah. or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that it's, like a, it's the shit when it comes out yeah it was but, innovative as fuck but we'll never use it again like yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. be going on to some new shit or like a good piece of art is gonna stay the same and you can't change I mean you can obviously remix and it could be different iterations yeah. but the original piece it is what it is like exactly. nobody the, the the Mona Lisa, for instance, it's yeah. like it's it's the Mona Lisa when it was made, and it's the Mona Lisa now. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, that's a good point, man. Art is is timeless, and it's always gonna stay the same. Sure. I like that. I like that. Um, where's some of your inspirations, man? Like, where do you where do you, you know, not not just not just in terms of like the hip hop, uh, business guys, but like what are, yeah. what are some of the other outlets you look to receive inspiration? Um, I'm inspired by fashion a lot. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a fashion type of guy, but, like, I just like seeing different, like, I like seeing the outrageous shit. Mm-hmm. I like seeing, like, like I, I got this friend that's, like, a stylist, so she's watching all the Fashion Week stuff. So, like, just seeing all them, like, runway, like, seeing, like, how the production and the shows are put together, yeah, yeah, that yeah. inspires me just to just do flip it and do it on some, like, on my tip or do yeah. it, like, on some music shit where it's, like, a stage design. Like, I just like how, you know, fashion design is really, like, they play out. The whole like they they have a collection that's all based on like one united theme, and then the way they present it is like consistent with that theme, and it's just like it's just dope to me. I don't know. I just always like think about that shit and look at that shit like yeah. whenever it comes around. Um, what else am I inspired by? I'm inspired by people, honestly. Like I like talking to people and like hearing people's stories and like you know just seeing different walks of life and different culture. Like I think everybody's unique in their own special way. And it's like once you like, once you talk to someone and find that piece, it's like it's dope. Like you've really, you know, you've you've picked something out that's like some, like it's something you could take for the day and be like, all right, like I know what that person's passionate about. I know what they love in life. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, a random example is this guy. Uh, he makes my bagels at the, the bagel spot down the street, <laughs> yeah. and like he really is passionate about his bagels. Like he's just telling me like the the, the recipe he uses for his wheat bagels is something he he came up with at home and like yeah. brought it to his job. Like, that shit's just crazy to me. (laughs) So that's just wild to me. I don't know. Like, that shit was just like, all right. Like, I took that for him. Like, all right, maybe I could could apply that that lesson that he did or that that way he made that work to my way of life. Like, maybe I'll take something from home and bring it into my work life and it'll work out some way, so... I like that, man. I mean, yeah. what, you can't tell anybody shit that is passionate about something. I don't care exactly. what it is. It's like, if yeah. you're passionate about something, that is going to exude out of you and you're going to know that whatever this person is talking about, they really believe in it. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing like talking to or seeing a passionate person, you know, do whatever it is that they're passionate about, man. Like you said, a guy making bagels. Yeah. It's like, but, but that's incredible. And then you can taste it. And that's yeah. probably when you, it's probably why you continue to go there. Exactly. Like, we just, I don't know, we just chopped it up about that earlier and I was ordering and I was just like, damn, like, some real shit. Yeah. He's yeah. making bagels at home. Like, hey, I'm about to get this recipe yeah. right and bring it to work. Like, hey, what's up? Exactly, man. So I, I fuck with that. So. I think, man, a, a big gripe that I have with, like, the state of of this country and, like, why things are the way they are, I think, is because people don't follow their passions and people yeah. 
and not even that people don't follow their passions, but like passion is not taught. It's not taught to go and like pursue your passion. You know what I mean? It's That's not. Real. It's not a. This is not something that we learn in school. It's like we we are we learn to go wake up, get a job, and, and hopefully work. it makes a lot of money and work. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, life is about being happy. And like, how are you? How are you able to maintain happiness? Is by doing things that you're passionate about, doing things that you love to do. And I, I, what, one thing that I'm trying to do is in whatever capacity, whether it's this show, whether it's teaching kids film, like whether it's whatever the actual art that I'm making, I'm trying to make sure that it is, it is in your mind. It's, yeah. it's, it's reminded, you know yeah. what I mean? Just be reminded that yeah. you're supposed to be doing what you love. You're not supposed to be doing what you hate. No, nah, that's real. No, nah, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I was just talking to my friend earlier. She's uh, she like works at this job that she lo- really loves. She loves mm-hmm. her job, makes good money, loves it. But it's just not it's not cool with her. Her her family's not cool with that lifestyle. So they wanted to get a different job, which makes as much money. It's cool, but I mean, she was just like. She's really about to leave her other job to go to this other job. And I was just like, damn, like. <laughs> because our family. Yeah, like, I'm like, you're a better person than me. Or, yeah. I, I don't know what to call you because yeah. I wouldn't have, I don't know, I wouldn't have made that decision. Nah, tell her, as soon as this is done, call her. Nah, her, I'm going to let her do her thing. <laughs> <laughs> she already know how I feel, so oh, it is what man. it is. But yeah. that shit was just funny to me. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's, it's, life is too short, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. And then what happens? You, you, you're going to be like, are you really going to be, if you're, like, on your deathbed, are you really going to be worrying about, like, oh, man, the boss needed that. Exactly. That paper in. And that's you know what, what I'm always conscious of. Like, I never, like, you never know when life is going to be taken. I don't never want to be one of them people that die and it's been like, all right, like, my life was numbers and crunching. Yeah. Was in the office. Like, like I don't know. I just never, like, that just never really appealed to me. It's never been, like, a life that I've ever even thought about living. Like, mm-hmm. I never even thought, since I was younger, like, I pretty much feel like I was going to work in music since I was about 10 years old, damn near. So, like, since I was younger, I never really thought about a desk job or, like, clocking in and working for somebody. Like, it was always some type of music shit. Like, maybe it was journalism at one point. It was really journalism for a lot, like, till high school, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's funny as shit. But, uh... It's like you and uh, Q, you know Q. Yeah, yeah Q. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we probably connect so much. Yeah. That's another thing I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of like just like good journalism. Like, I like to read good articles about like shit. I don't know FBI, NSA. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like good, you know, good journalism. Like, if you really, you know, are really, it's like. It shows, it's another that goes back to passion, because that's someone who's being, like, really passionate about a certain topic and really investigating it and really researching it and then giving it to the world. Like, they're definitely putting their spin on it when they give it to the world, yeah. but they're really trying to inform people. Like, it's selfless. It's a selfless act. It's yeah. not like they're going to make more money because they're investigating this shit. It's pretty much the same pay all around, but it's yeah. like, you really are risking your life sometimes or even, you know, get risking your time and effort. Yeah. So, Speaking of the NSA, man, I try yeah. to like keep my uh, ear to the interwebs about what's going on with yeah. all the surveillance and stuff. What do you think about that stuff? It's just crazy to me, man. It's wild just because of this. Like, I've always been into conspiracy theories and shit like that, whatever. Like, you know, I watch a movie here and there and see some shit on the internet. But um, it's just, uh, it was this, this journalist, Michael Hastings, mm. and he was like investigating like the NSA and all this shit, and he came into the shop. Two days before he passed. Oh, And wow. the way he passed, his car was driving down oh, Highland. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the crazy story, yeah. yeah. Go Yo, continue the story, though. He's Go driving down Highland, 
and his car, brand new Lexus, he drove he drove to the shopping two days before with his brother. His brand new Lexus, the brakes go out or some shit. He he jumps a curve, ball uh, car bursts in flames, like flies over, hits like a tree, dies on the spot. And he came to the to he the came store. to the store two days before him and his brother. They bought a shirt for their other brother who was like coming back from the army. Wow. Yeah, they're all meeting up in L.A. And it's crazy because like I tweeted him right after, and then like the next well the two days after when he had passed, like his boss from BuzzFeed had like called the shop like looking for me. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is this about? <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it was a weird couple of days. Wow. But yeah, like that shit was just crazy to me. Like I don't know. Like, and I actually, it's funny that I even recognized him because like he came in. I'm like, dude, this dude looks like familiar. I'm like, where do I know him from? So I figured it's from a movie or some shit. We're right in West Hollywood. Yeah. So then. Like, right, he leaves and then comes back in the shop and is like, yo, my name is Mike Hastings. I'm like, all right, Josh. <laughs> and then he just leaves. I'm like, all right. And then I Googled him after. I'm like, oh, shit. I've read his article before. I randomly read his article, the one about uh, General Christie that got General Christie fired. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about Obama or some shit like that. I randomly read that in a doctor's office, like, when it came out. Oh, randomly, like. Just picked up a Rolling Stone and just read this article. I don't read Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> I randomly read that article when it came out. And I'm like, oh, shit. So this is the guy. I've seen him on TV before. He's like on CNN or some shit. So then, um, yeah, two days later, he passes away. That shit was crazy to me, man. Like, Wow. That's <laughs> cool. I was like, wow. Yeah, man. It's it's nuts what's going on, man. I mean, I, people are saying that, you know, and, and I'm not the most educated on all of this. But, I mean, I, from some of the things that I listen to and I've said, people people are saying that we are in, like, the last age of privacy. You know what I mean? Like, like everything is... Anything that you say or are texting and you think is private, yeah. it's like, people... It's not. Yeah, it's not. People, people can think, go into your email. Yeah, I mean, me, me personally, I'm one of them guys, like, all right, I'm not doing shit wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shit I probably am doing wrong is men in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Means nothing to no one. So, all right. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day... Like, I mean, I'm not scared of that shit. Like, the government's always been keeping tabs on this, like, since, you know, the Black Panther days, really. So, it's like, it's nothing too out of the ordinary. I mean, you just got to, you know, keep it clean and just, you know. I mean, that, that should teach people to communicate now. Talk to people in person. Like, really, you know, make connections with people instead of relying on the internet and relying on emails and all that shit. Like, mm. there's nothing more powerful than a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's yes. why I love doing this podcast so much, man. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's real. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's another crazy. podcast right there. Yeah, that's crazy, podcast. though, man. I'll be, I'll be paying attention to the Snowden shit. I'm like, man, this dude, yeah, he's, he's another still, one, he's man. Still in, he's still in Russia, right? Yeah, still in he, Moscow. Yeah, he's passionate. Because yeah. to just move, just change your whole lifestyle just because you, like, you really feel this strongly about this information and, yeah. like, you want to get it out. Like, he's a hero to me, man. Yeah, no, definitely. He, he's a hero for sure, like. He definitely should be honored in some way. People hate him, but at the end of the day, like he, you know, he's letting us know what's really going on. Like yeah. this is an actual factual. This is what the government's saying. Yeah, yeah. Can't get around that shit. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, Josh, man, I think that wraps it up, man. Let yeah. let people know uh, where they can find you, where they can find more information about Casey. Everything. Yep. Uh, sh- man, peas and carrots uh, Casey Twitter's the same. PNC INTL on Twitter and uh, Instagram. 
Joshton Peas on Twitter. I'm, you know, just Google Joshton Peas or Google Peas and Carrots. It comes up. You'll see everything. It's all out there, man. Google <laughs> NSA. They all got it, man. <laughs> it's all out there in the interwebs. But, yeah, man, keep, just, you know, stay tuned. Like, this, like you said before, it's about to be a big year for Casey. Like, about to heat the summer up. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. a, that's all I'm going to say. Man. So, it's going to be a good one. So. Nice, nice, man. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be right there along for the ride watching everything. Definitely. Man. So, Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You guys know the motto. Um, and, yeah, man, check out Peas and Carrots, and I'll be back soon. This has been another installment of Words with Friends. Thank you guys for listening. Give us a good rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that jazz. All right? Peace.